0: Chapters 12 to 21, Book 10, Volume 2 of Le Mort d'Arthur. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Reading by Lars Rolander. Le Mort d'Arthur, Volume 2. By Sir Thomas Mallory CHAPTER Seventeen. Sir Palomides said Dinadan, Here is a castle that I know well, and therein dwells Queen Morgan Le Fay, King Arthur's sister, and King Arthur gave her this castle, the which he has repented him sithen a thousand times, for sithen King Arthur and she have been at debate and strife but this castle could he never get nor win of her by no manner of engine and ever as she might she made war on king arthur and all dangerous knights she withholdeth with her for to destroy all these knights that king arthur loves and there shall no knight pass this way but he must joust with one knight or with two or with three and if it hap that king arthur's knight be beaten he shall lose his horse and his harness and all that he hath and hard if that he escape but that he shall be prisoner so god me help said palomides this is a shameful custom and a villainous usance for a queen to use and namely to make such war upon her own lord that is called the flower of chivalry, that is Christian or heathen, and with all my heart I would destroy that shameful custom, and I will that all the world wit, she shall have no service of me, and if she send out any knights, as I suppose she will, for to joust they shall have both their hands full, and I shall not fail you, said Sir Dinadan, unto my puissance upon my life, so as they stood on horseback afore the castle there came a knight with a red shield and two squires after him and he came straight unto sir palomides the good knight and said to him fair and gentle knight-errant i require thee for the love thou owest unto knighthood that ye will not have do here with these men of this castle for this was sir lamorak that thus said for i came hither to seek this steed and it is my request and therefore I beseech you knight let me deal and if I be beaten revenge me in the name of god said palomides let us see how ye will speed and we shall behold you then anon came forth a knight of the castle and proffered to joust with the knight with the red shield anon they encountered together and he with the red shield smote him so hard that he bare him over to the earth therewith anon came another knight of the castle and he was smitten so sore that he avoided his saddle and forthwithal came the third knight and the knight with the red shield smote him to earth then came sir palomides and besought him that he might help him to joust. fair knight said he unto him suffer me as at this time to have my will for an they were twenty knights i shall not doubt them and ever there were upon the walls of the castle many lords and ladies that cried and said well have ye josted knight with the red shield but as soon as the knight had smitten them down his squire took their horses and avoided their saddles and bridles of the horses and turned them into the forest and made the knights to be kept to the end of the josts right so came out of the castle the fourth knight and freshly proffered to joust with the knight with the red shield. And he was ready, and he smote him so hard, that horse and man fell to the earth, and their knight's back brake with the fall, and his neck also. Oh, sir, said Sir Palomides, that yonder is a passing good knight, and the best joster that ever I saw. By my head, said Sir Dinadan, he is as good as ever was sir launcelot or sir tristram what knight some ever he be chapter eighteen then forthwithal came a knight out of the castle with the shield bended with black and with white and anon the knight with the red shield and he encountered so hard that he smote the knight of the castle through the bended shield and through the body and break the horse's back. Fair knight, said Sir Palomides, ye have overmuch on hand. Therefore, I pray you, let me joust. for ye had needed to be reposed. Why, sir, said the knight, seem ye that I am weak and feeble? And, sir, methinketh ye proffer me wrong, and to me shame, when I do well enough. I tell you now, as I told you erst, for an they were twenty knights i shall beat them and if i be beaten or slain then may ye revenge me and if ye think that i be weary and ye have an appetite to jost with me i shall find you jousting enough sir said palomides i said it not because i would jost with you but meseemeth that ye have overmuch on hand and therefore and ye were gentle said the knight with the red shield. Ye should not proffer me shame; therefore, I require you to joust with me, and ye shall find that I am not wary. Sith ye require me, said Sir Palomides, take keep to yourself. Then they two knights came together as fast as their horses might run, and the knight smote Sir Palomides sore on the shield that the spear went into his side, a great wound and a perilous. And therewithal, Sir Palomides avoided his saddle and that knight turned unto Sir Dinadan. And when he saw him coming, he cried aloud, and said, Sir, I will not have ado with you. But for that he let it not, but came straight upon him. So Sir Dinadan for shame put forth his spear, and all to shivered it upon the knight. But he smote Sir Dinadan again so hard, that he smote him clean from his saddle. But their horses he would not suffer his squires to meddle with, and because they were knights-errant then he dressed him again to the castle and justed with seven knights more and there was none of them might withstand him but he bare him to the earth and of these twelve knights he slew in plain jousts four and the eight knights he made them to swear on the cross of a sword that they should never use the evil custom of the castle and when he had made them to swear that oath, he let them pass. And ever stood the lords and the ladies on the castle walls, crying and saying, Knight with the red shield, ye have marvelously well done, as ever we saw knight do. And therewith came a knight out of the castle, unarmed and said, Knight with the red shield, over much damage hast thou done to us this day. Therefore return whither thou wilt for here are no more will have ado with thee, for we repent sore that ever thou camest here, for by thee is foredone the old custom of this castle. And with that word he turned again into the castle, and shut the gates. Then the knight with the red shield turned and called his squires, and so passed forth on his way, and rode a great pace. And when he was past Sir Palomides, went to sir Dinadan, and said, I had never such a shame of one knight that ever I met, and therefore I cast me to ride after him, and to be revenged with my sword, for a horseback I deem I shall get no worship of him. Sir Palomides, said Dinadan, ye shall not meddle with him by my counsel, for ye shall get no worship of him. And for this cause, ye have seen him this day, have had overmuch to do, and overmuch travailed. By Almighty Jesus, said Palomides, I shall never be at ease till that I have had ado with him. Sir, said Dinadan, I shall give you my beholding. Well, said Palomides, then shall ye see how we shall redress our mites. So they took their horses of their varlets, and rode after the knight with the red shield. And down in a valley beside a fountain they were ware where he was alighted to repose him, and had done off his helm for to drink at the well. Chapter nineteen. Then Palomides rode fast till he came nigh him, and then he said, Knight, remember ye of the shame ye did to me right now at the castle. Therefore dress thee, for I will have ado with thee. Fair knight, said he to Palomides, O me ye win know worship, for ye have seen this day that I have been travailed sore. As for that, said Palomides, I will not let, for wit ye well, I will be revenged. Well, said the knight, I may happen to endure you. And therewithal he mounted upon his horse, and took a great spear in his hand, ready for to joust. Nay, said Palomides, I will not joust, for I am sure at jousting I get no prize. Fair knight, said that knight, it would beseem a knight to joust and to fight on horseback. Ye shall see what I will do, said Palomides. And therewith he alighted down upon foot, and dressed his shield afore him, and pulled out his sword. Then the knight with the red shield descended down from his horse, and dressed his shield afore him, and so he drew out his sword. And then they came together a soft pace, and wonderly they lashed together, passing thick the mountains of an hour, or ever they breathed then they traced and traversed and waxed wonderly wroth, and either behite other death they hewed so fast with their swords that they cut in down half their swords and mails that the bare flesh in some place stood above their harness and when sir palomides beheld his fellow's sword overhilled with his blood it grieved him sore some while they foined some while they struck as wild men but at last sir palomides waxed faint because of his first wound he had at the castle with the spear for that wound grieved him wonderly sore fair knight said palomides meseems we have essayed either or other passing sore and if it may please thee i require thee of thy knighthood tell me thy name sir said the knight to palomides that is me loath to do for thou hast done me wrong and no knighthood to proffer me battle considering my great travail but an thou wilt tell me thy name i will tell thee mine sir said he wit thou well my name is palomides ah sir ye shall understand my name is sir Galis son and heir unto the good knight and king, King Pellinore, and Sir Tor, the good knight, is my half-brother. When Sir Palomides heard him say so, he kneeled down and asked mercy, for outrageously have I done to you this day, considering the great deeds of arms I have seen you do. Shamefully and unknightly I have required you to do battle.' ah sir palomides said sir lamorak Overmuch have ye done and said to me and therewith he embraced him with his both hands and said palomides the worthy knight in all this land is no better than ye nor more of prowess and me repenteth sore that we should fight together so it does not me said sir palomides and yet i'm sorer wounded than ye be but as for that I shall soon thereof be whole. But certainly I would not for the fairest castle in this land, but if thou and I had met, for I shall love you the days of my life for all other knights, except my brother Sir Saffaire. I say the same, said Sir Lamorak, except my brother Sir Tor. Then came Sir Dinadan, and he made great joy of Sir Lamorak, Then their squires dressed both their shields and their harness, and stopped their wounds, and thereby at a priory they rested them all night. CHAPTER twenty. Now turn we again. When Sir Ganis and Sir Brandilis with his fellows came to the court of King Arthur, they told the king, Sir Launcelot and Sir Tristram, how Sir Dagonet the fool chased King Mark through the forest, and how the strong knights smote them down all seven with one spear. There was great laughing and japping at King Mark and at Sir Dagonet, but all these knights could not tell what knight it was that rescued King Mark. Then they asked King Mark if that he knew him, and he answered and said, He named himself the knight that followed the questing beast, and on that name he sent one of my varlets to a place where was his mother and when she heard from whence he came she made passing great dole and discovered to my varlet his name and said o my dear son sir palomides why wilt thou not see me and therefore sir said king mark it is to understand his name is sir palomides a noble knight then were all these seven knights glad that they knew his name now turn we again for on the morn they took their horses both sir lamorak palomides and dinadan with their squires and varlets till they saw a fair castle that stood on a mountain well closed and thither they rode and there they found a knight that hight Galahalt, that was lord of that castle and there they had great cheer, and were well eased. Sir Dinadan, said Sir Lamorak, what will ye do? O, oh, sir, said Dinadan, I will to-morrow to the court of King Arthur. By my head, said Sir Palomides, I will not ride these three days, for I am sore hurt, and much have I bled, and therefore I will repose me here. Truly, said Sir Lamorak, and I will abide here with you. And when ye ride, then will I ride, unless that ye tarry overlong. Then will I take my horse. Therefore I pray you, Sir Dinadan, abide and ride with us. Faithfully, said Dinadan, I will not abide, for I have such a talent to see Sir Tristram, that I may not abide long from him. Ah, Dinadan, said Sir Palomides, now do I understand that ye love my mortal enemy, and therefore how should I trust you? Well, said Dinadan, I love my lord Sir Tristram above all other, and him will I serve and do honour. So shall I, said Sir Lamorak, in all that may lie in my power. So on the morn Sir Dinadan rode unto the court of King Arthur, and by the way as he rode he saw where stood an errant knight, and made him ready for to joust. Not so, said Dinadan, for I have no will to joust. With me shall ye joust, said the knight, or that ye pass this way. Whether ask ye jousts by love or by hate? The knight answered, Wit ye well I ask it for love, and not for hate. It may well be so, said Sir Dinadan. But ye proffer me hard love when ye will joust with me with a sharp spear. But fair knight, said Sir Dinadan, sith ye will joust with me, meet with me in the court of King Arthur, and there shall I joust with you. Sir knight, said he, my name is Sir Dinadan. Ah, said the knight, full well know I you for a good knight and a gentle, and wit you well I love you heartily. Then shall there be no just, said Dinadan, betwixt us. So they departed. And the same day he came to Camelot, where lay King Arthur. And there he saluted the king and the queen, Sir Launcelot and Sir Tristram. And all the court was glad of Sir Dinadan, for he was gentle, wise, and courteous, and a good knight. And in especial the valiant knight Sir Tristram loved Sir Dinadan, passing well above all other knights save Sir Launcelot. Then the king asked Sir Dinadan what adventures he had seen. Sir, said Dinadan, I have seen many adventures, and of some King Mark knoweth, but not all. Then the king hearkened Sir Dinadan how he told that Sir Palomides and he were afore the castle of Morgan le Fay, and how Sir Lamorak took the jousts afore them and how he forjusted twelve knights, and of them four he slew, and how after he smote down Sir Palomides and me both. I may not believe that, said the king, for Sir Palomides is a passing good knight. That is very truth, said Sir Dinadan. but yet I saw him better proved hand for hand. And then he told the king all that battle, and how Sir Palomides was more weaker and more hurt, and more lost of his blood. And without doubt, said Sir Dinadan, had the battle longer lasted, Palomides had been slain. O Jesus, said King Arthur, this is to me a great marvel. Sir, said Tristram, marvel ye nothing thereof, for at mine advice there is not a valianter knight in the world living, for I know his might. And now I will say you, I was never so weary of knight but if it were Sir Launcelot, and there is no knight in the world except Sir Launcelot that did so well as Sir Lamorak. So, God me help, said the king, I would that knight Sir Lamorak came to this court. Sir, said Dinadan, he will be here in short space, and Sir Palomides both, but I fear that Palomides may not yet travel. CHAPTER Twenty One then within three days after the king let make a jousting at a priory and there made them ready many knights of the round table for sir gawain and his brethren made them ready to joust. but tristram launcelot nor dinadan would not joust, but suffered sir gawain for the love of king arthur with his brethren to win the gree if they might then on the morn they apparelled them to joust sir gawaine and his four brethren and did there great deeds of arms and sir Ector de Maris did marvellously well but sir gawaine passed all that fellowship wherefore king arthur and all the knights gave sir gawaine the honour at the beginning right so king arthur was ware of a knight and two squires the which came out of a forest side with a shield covered with leather and then he came slyly and hurtled here and there, and anon with one spear he had smitten down two knights of the round table. Then with his hurtling he lost the covering of his shield. Then was the king and all the others ware that he bare a red shield. O oh, Jesus, said King Arthur, See where rideth a stout knight he with a red shield. And there was noise and crying, Beware the knight with the red shield, so within a little while he had overthrown three brethren of sir gawaine's so god me help said king arthur me seemth yonder is the best joster that ever i saw with that he saw him encounter with sir gawaine and he smote him down with so great force that he made his horse to avoid his saddle how now said the king sir gawaine hath a fall well were me and i knew what knight he were with the red shield i know him well said dinadan but as at this time ye shall not know his name by my head said sir tristram he josted better than sir palomides and if ye list to know his name wit ye well his name is sir lamorak de Galis." as they stood thus talking sir gawaine and he encountered together again and there he smote Sir Gawain from his horse, and bruised him sore. And in the sight of King Arthur he smote down twenty knights, Beside Sir Gawain and his brethren. And so clearly was the prize given him as a knight peerless. Then slyly and marvelously Sir Lamorak withdrew him from all the fellowship into the forest side. All this espied King Arthur, for his eye went never from him then the king sir launcelot sir tristram and sir dinadan took their hackneys and rode straight after the good knight sir lamorak de Gelis, and there found him and thus said the king ah fair knight well be ye found when he saw the king he put off his helm and saluted him and when he saw sir tristram he alighted down of his horse and ran to him to take him by the thighs but sir tristram would not suffer him but he alighted that he came and either took other in arms and made great joy of other the king was glad and also was all the fellowship of the round table except sir gawaine and his brethren and when they wist he was sir lamorak they had great despite at him and were wonderly wroth with him that he had put him to dishonour that day then gawain called privily in council all his brethren and to them said thus fair brethren here may ye see whom that we hate king arthur loveth and whom that we love he hateth and wit ye well my fair brethren that this sir lamorak will never love us because we slew his father king pellinore for we deemed that he slew our father king of orkney And for the despite of Pellinor, Sir Lamorak did us a shame to our mother. Therefore I will be revenged. Sir, said Sir Gawain's brethren, let's see how ye will or may be revenged, and ye shall find us ready. Well, said Gawain, hold you still, and we shall espy our time. End of Book 10 Chapters seventeen to twenty one read by Lars Rolander